Ah, yes. Stories. <laughs> Lots of stories. Uh, Lots once of stories. upon a time, there was a fella named Ron. Hey. Oh, Ron. My my good friend Ron. He He walked out into the driveway, and he picked up the newspaper, and he said, Goddamn newspapers all wet. Then he he shoved the newspaper boy off his bicycle and oh lordy, the town's still talking about it. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Ron Perti Show. How in the hell are you doing? We're here live on RadioNope.com, our new home. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for everybody in the chat box right now. I appreciate most of you. Not all of you, just most of you. Uh, There's one or two people who I could do without. But I do want to thank uh, uh, everybody here at Radio Nope. It's really felt like a, a, a familial experience, which is great because things get a little weird in my family, just a little bit. You know, they uh, things get uh, things get a little messed up. I have uh, I have I mean, okay, how does this work? It's my mom's cousin, so is she even related to me? I mean, she's my second. She's my second moron, right? Because this woman is not bright at all. She, This woman went to Peru to meet a guy she met on the internet and ended up staying in this hotel room the entire time and there were briefcases, Halliburton's, I believe, involved with, with, with uh, handcuffs and all sorts of stuff. Uh, at some point, I think they took her through a factory and was like, look at all this pile of shoes of former women I met on the internet or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, I uh, have a great guest this week. The, the, the debut episode here on Radio Nope, Terry Moore, the creator of Strangers in Paradise, Motor Girl, Echo. Um, what else did he do? Oh yeah. Rachel Rising. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Strangers in Paradise is back. 
Uh, so we're we're talking to him about that, and uh, it's gonna be a fun time, I think. Um, I I'm actually on another show on Tuesdays, so I'm kind of like in this this mode of broadcasting, and it's a radio station out of Maui. It's a Shaggy Jenkins show because he's very nice enough to allow me to plug uh, Radio Nope and the program and all that, so I'll plug him. He is in Hawaii, so he might like that. But um, <laughs> from now on, if you listen to that show, it, it streams on Facebook and it's on a website. Uh, I think it's kaku.org.gov or something. It's an FM thing. But um, listen to the conversation we have. Listen to the conversation we have, and you'll be able to figure out what songs I'll be playing on the show that night. I know Mark is out there listening right now, and he knows exactly what songs I'm going to be playing because he was listening to the Shaggy Show, and he heard me quote certain bands that you wouldn't actually hear in every day. You know, it's not every day that you talk about doing shots at the bar when you're in hell. So if you know what's coming, awesome, fantastic. Um, a couple other things, but I want to talk about. We got some great guests coming up. Uh, I don't want to overshadow Terry Moore, but we have uh, um, Mark Russell, who wrote um, the Flintstones reboot at DC. Um, they have a thing with Hanna Barbera now, and uh, the Flintstones were basically used as a kind of like a satire for all the bullshit that's going on. And uh, you can kind of read the comic and see how Bedrock is this basis for what's going on in the country right now. You know, shooting rockets into space. Because, hey, let's let the aliens know we're here. Let's throw up a flare and be like, hey, you want to see us be idiots? Yeah, over here. Oh, no. Yeah, over here. Because that's exactly what's going on. It it really it's it's a frightening ordeal. Yeah, uh, in the chat right now, you can interact with me live on the air. And someone said, "Starman, I would be okay with Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen. That'd be okay because if I, Milwaukee was involved, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, if my brain serves me, and it was a John Carpenter picture." Ah, John Carpenter. I can't wait for that new Halloween film. Um, that's going to be fun. I know there's some fans out there who are all like, Eh, I bring him back. Oh. Bring him back Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis and just getting rid of all the, all the other movies. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And for those that don't know, this Halloween, it's coming out in October, has Jamie Lee Curtis. It's basically, I, th- I want to say it's a, even ignoring part two, and it's just 40 years later. So this is, but I think she's saying it's the last one that she's going to be involved with uh, until the Brinks trucks get bigger. Because, well, I mean, come on. Uh, I like Jamie Lee Curtis, though. I really liked her in that 30 seconds in Trading Places. You guys, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Where she's dressed as the hooker. Seriously, though, she has some great breasts. Um, But, uh, no, yeah, the Halloween movie comes out in October, and the guy who played Michael Myers is coming back. 
to actually play him, the one from the first one, Nick Castle, who coincidentally, who coincidentally, um, directed The Last Starfighter. Now, that's a movie that is not in need of a reboot. Um, I just don't, I don't get it. Although, if I had a chance to reboot, um, um, any movie, it would probably be Cherry 2000. You guys remember Cherry 2000 with the, with the, um, the wife slash sex bot thing and Melanie Griffith before time was horrible to her. And then she shot out, uh, isn't she Dakota, isn't she Dakota Johnson's mother? That's just horrible. Look what you wrought on the world. All these women with their 50 shades of gray, and now I have to see commercials for this shit, and I have to have my mom ask me, what's fisting? It's in this book, and I don't, could you explain it to me? Please? Do you open the hand when you're inside? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I have a ridiculous life. I do. Um, but it's fun because I get to come here and I get to spout my bullshit and I actually get to curse. I actually get to curse, which is nice. Already, yes, I'm, uh, I realize that if I want to make a success of this program, I need to be truthful, I need to be honest, and I just need to be who I am. I can't sugarcoat anything, and who I am is a sick, sick, sick individual. Uh, I'm the the kid, yes, okay, in the chat right now, that scene, oh, Bob, Bobo, Mr. Chimpman. Thank you for that. Now, oh, after the ep- after today's show, I'm going to have to go watch Trading Places. Not because of the comedic timing or anything like that. Uh, you know, things like that. I just want to see Jamie Lee Curtis with her shirt off. And then I'll appreciate the rest of the movie. Uh, apparently, though, if you listen to the commentary track, or not even the commentary track, but the behind-the-scenes stuff for Coming to America, John Landis talks about how uh, Eddie Murphy became like this gigantic dick, basically. Um, but in between films, which is kind of funny. Um, I, I don't know if it was Raw or what, what came out in between or SNL, or but uh, it was pretty... It was pretty funny to hear that Eddie Murphy's a diva. And yet his brother is the one that got popular because of Chappelle's show. But uh, speaking of being a sick individual, my uh, my whole family is a little messed up. Um, case in point, I'm in third grade, which is always a, a fun time. And the teacher makes the mistake of saying, hey, if any of you kids have jokes to tell, stand up and tell the entire class. So this one kid gets up and tells a very harmless joke. And then I get up and I tell a joke that my dad told me. My father, who is a... How do I put this gently douchebag? But, uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things where if mom and dad were still together at the time, I never would have heard this joke. And because I had to suffer, so do all of you. So here's the, the gist of it. 
there is a couple driving down the road. They feel a bump. They pull over to see what the what had happened, and they had killed a skunk. And instead of leaving it in the middle of the road or driving away before they get all stinky, it's got to suspend disbelief in this one. They take the skunk and they put it on the side of the road, but they realize that when they hit the skunk, they, they didn't kill the babies that were underneath her. Apparently, gravity and physics don't apply to this joke. So they decide to take the babies to the uh, Humane Society because that's where you take a, a an orphan skunk. The Humane Society. Seriously, if I had heard this joke more recently, I would have smacked the person who told it. But uh, So they're driving down the road with the skunks in the bottom of the car, the floor of the car by their feet. And uh, the wife looks down and says, Honey, look, the, they're shivering. They're cold. What should I do? And he says, well, put them between your legs. And she says, well, what about the smell? And he says, oh, they'll get used to it. I told this when I was in third grade in front of the entire classroom. The entire classroom. Needless to say, my mother got a phone call and in turn, my father Got a phone call. I have tons of stories to tell. Tons of them. Also, uh, this episode of the Ron Perti Show is brought to you by Audible.com. You can head to audibletrial.com forward slash Ron Show for your free audiobook and 30-day trial today. Um, yeah, so uh, if there's a lot of trouble getting this show going, mainly on my end because I am not bright. But that's okay, right? It's okay. Not being bright. I'm just supposed to look pretty and be the talent. Right? Is that how that works? Uh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, we're going to have Terry Moore coming up here in a little bit. Um, but until then, we're going to take a short break. Uh, listen to a musical song type thing. And I'm totally buying time to find something good. Uh, I really am. I don't know... What's taking me so long? I should just grab something. Hmm. But how are you guys doing? You guys doing good? Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at RealRonPerti, and let me know what you think of the show so far, how ridiculous I am, how horrible I am, you know, things like that. Uh, I th- Yeah, okay, I think I know what I'm going to play. Hold on, let me find it. Yeah, that wasn't annoying as shit, was it? You're welcome. Um, God damn it. Yeah, that's another thing when it comes to this show. You're going to get, as things happen, when they happen. I don't sugarcoat anything. I want to be real with you guys. I want to build a connection with the audience. So... Uh, you're, you're going to be privy to everything that goes on. Um, um, yeah, with stuff. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Ron Perti show only on radio. Nope.com.
All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ron Pertie Show here at RadioNope.com. Just so you know, if you're listening and you're kind of in and out and you don't know what's going on, uh, you can catch the show as a podcast over at GreetingsFromRon.com. I spent a whole hour setting that site up uh, because I care about you. I worry so much about what you think. That's what makes me a, a good entertainer. Not what I like, but what you like. It also makes me stress out that it gives me the poops. Uh, and apparently, I discovered today that pooping is the meaning of life. Because the average person takes 42 minutes to do said action. So there's that. 42 minutes to take a dump. It's good times. But yeah, so I guess I should get all the social media bullshit out of the way. At Real Ron Pertie on Twitter. Um, Instagram Ron Pertie. Uh, YouTube's Ron. It, you know what? Just go to greetingsfromron.com. All the stuff is there. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, even if you just feel like humoring the fat man from Racine. Wisconsin. If you are listening and it, you don't know where Racine is, it's uh, pretty much the Hellmouth of uh, you know from Buffy. It's good times, good times indeed. Uh, so and also uh, when it comes to Twitter, that's the best way to interact with me in the sh- during the show. If you're not in the chat room right now, um, and that's that's the perfect way over at RadioNope.com. Bobo's here. Conan's here. Uh, Chris from Hot Coffin, who I have to say thanks to because they were nice enough to allow me to use um, the song you heard. Uh, and go, You can pick up their album. I don't know if Triple I uh, Industry still has them available or if you can get them from Hot Coffin. It's a fantastic record. They're a fantastic band live. Definitely check them out. I had the, um, the joy of seeing them uh, at my home away from home, McCullough's Pub, um, down here in Racine, they played there with uh, Dead is Dead uh, for their CD or album, whatever you want to call it. How does music come out anymore? At what point do we put a little chip in our brain and they just kind of... And, and there it goes. How long do we have to wait for that? Elon Musk is shooting rockets in the sky, but I can't have an implant full of music in my brain. What's wrong with this? But I suppose if we had some weird implant in your brain, you'd have to hear Trump all the time. You can hear me eating my cheeseburgers and drinking my Diet Cokes. They're huge. Uh, I also think that Melania Trump is a troll. Not like in an under-the-bridge sense type of troll, Um, because look at everything she does, you know, she sleeps in a separate bed, um, she shoots him weird looks, uh, she wore white after Labor Day, you know, things like that. You don't want to wear white after Labor Day, do you? It's not a good thing. No, it's not. So we're uh, coming up here in a little bit. We're going to be um, uh, talking with Terry Moore, creator of Strangers in Paradise, Motor Girl, Echo, Rachel Rising. What else has he done? 
I know he did. I think he did some Spider-Man work. I think like Spider Mary Jane loves Peter Parker or something like that. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's good stuff. He's a great artist, great writer. Uh, very female-centric characters, which is nice to see because everything's always like, look at my muscles. This welcome to the Gun Show. I call this one AR-15, and I call this one mass shooting. But. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to be a fun conversation, I think, and I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, I'm working on some other cool guests, some more. I, I'm I I have to I have all these bits that I've done that I want to incorporate into the show, and I don't know how to incorporate them because some of them are super visual, and it's really hard to kind of, um, you know get the joke across like I have one uh called Ron's Discount Dating it's on YouTube uh basically what it is is my discount dating uh agency and there's a bit with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about coming and coming and coming um but then there's another bit where I show the woman I'm dating at the time and it says photo not available and it doesn't work when you switch it to an audio format. Um, yeah, so let me know if I'm boring the shit out of you right now talking about this. Because uh, I'd like to be made well aware before I just put everyone to sleep. Everyone, tune into the Ron Pertie Show if you need Ambien and you can't get a prescription from your doctor. Yeah. So you guys heard about that Quentin Tarantino bullshit? About how he basically nearly killed Uma Thurman. And he is kind of complicit. Complicit, not complicit. Complicit with the whole... Uh, um, what do you call it? Um, Weinstein thing. Uh, it's, it's, almost, it's weird because he was dating Mira Sorvino. And all of a sudden it just happened to be around the time that Weinstein was... Getting busy with his hands and finishing in your potted plant, uh, and then all of a sudden he's kind of—I don't—I don't think that they were ever dating, but hey, he and, and Uma Thurman were real tight, and all of a sudden she started getting uh, harassed by Harvey Weinstein and during Kill Bill, and and Tarantino was like, "If you don't apologize, okay." <laughs> Uh, to Weinstein saying, "If you don't apologize to Uma Thurman, I'm gonna walk off this movie. All right, all right. Uh, I, I got other feet I can look at." Um, and uh, so I, I, I kind of feel like to Weinstein and Tarantino that women are a ball, a t-ball. And Tarantino sets them up so Harvey can jerk off in front of them. You know, and uh, I, don't, I don't see an end in sight for any of this stuff. I really don't. And I mean, I remember Tarantino was dating this woman who was a horrible plagiarist. Um, and, uh, he's a big foot fetishist, so I'm sure, you know, so that's always, you know, but apparently, now I haven't had time to, to, um, uh, make sure that this is true, so if you like conjecture and bullshit, I'm your man, 
At Trump's direction, the Pentagon is planning a large-scale military parade inspired by Bastille Day celebrations, per the Washington Post. The cost of shipping equipment and hardware to D.C. could run in the millions, and military officials are unclear of how to pay for it. Well, they could always just file Chapter 13 or Chapter 11. It works for Trump, our cheeseburger-in-chief. We're about to, we're about to, this country, you know, and that's the thing is they always say, make America great again. When were we fucking great? When? Because during the course of human history, I'm sorry, American history, during the course of American history, every time we were, quote, great was on the backs of a minority. People don't seem to understand that when they put on their stupid fucking red hats. You know, it's just, I don't... <sighs> Have you seen the Jimmy Kimmel clip? Where he has a, a, a dreamer and her daughter and her fiancé talk to um, the... Um, a bunch of uh, pro-Trump people, and right to their face, right to their face, they're just like, you need to be deported. I just don't, I just don't get what's wrong with this fucking planet, this world, because, you know, oh, well, we want Norwegian people to move to the United States. Why would, in the, why in the hell would they want Why would they want to come here? We have no health care. We have no paid time off if you're sick. Uh, you can't, if you, if you have a kid, God fucking forbid. You know, if you, if you, and if you get sick, it's all over. Good night. You're done. And I didn't really want to get political with this. I didn't. But when you see something of the magnitude of that, where he is sitting there and spending all this money on complete and utter bullshit... Bastille Day. That's a French thing, right? Let the French do it. How about we get our shit in order? This country already made a giant fuck up electing this guy. And you know what? We didn't elect him. He rose to power. Because that's the only way I see him. I don't see him as a president. I see him as a the coming of another dictator. Except this one's big and orange and fluffy like one of those peeps. You know those peeps you get to eat? You know? Our president is a peep. I just, I don't get it. The kind, the world would be a better place if we were all uh, more like Fred Rogers. I don't know anyone who has ever said a bad thing about him. You know, look, we can't afford half the shit in this country, but hey, let's throw a huge military party. Who's down? Anybody? You know, can't afford chip or uh, transgender care in the military or, you know, a better, uh, you know, maybe a free public higher education or can't assist the homeless, can't fix that opiate addiction that's going on right now. But hey, who wants a giant fucking parade with all the military trimmings? 
GOP doesn't stand for Grand Old Party anymore. Stands for Grand Old Trump. Just don't get it. I want someone to please explain it to me. Sit me down like I'm a fucking dummy and explain to me. Here I wanted the show to be funny. I wanted to make people laugh. And here I am, here I am on like some Bill Burr-like rant. You know, I heard someone once say that uh, Trump made comedy easier because everybody can be a comedian. That is a load of bullshit. It is so hard to try and be funny now because Trump is the low-hanging fruit. He's easy for everyone. You know, ask Stormy Daniels. See right there. Low-hanging fruit. So easy to just make fun of because he's an idiot. And nobody wants to hear that anymore. They want, like, hey, we want you to work at your jokes. We want you to come up with something intelligent instead of just going after the lowest common denominator. And, well, that makes things a little more difficult. I don't know. I just kind of, I don't, I don't get it anymore. It's a, it's, it's a pain. And it's, uh unhealthy for us all none of us uh life is short and none of us are gonna make it out alive so i think we should just try and have fun but instead we have to deal with all this bullshit so all right, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, Terry Moore will be here. So stay tuned to the Ron Pertie Show here on RadioNope.com. It's alright, it's alright There's a pill by the bed if 
With Valentine's Day rapidly approaching, look no further than Ron's discount speed dating. Here are just a few of our satisfied clients. Hi, my name is Roger, and um, I like uh, video games and comic books. And uh, if you wanted to go out sometime, maybe my mom could pick us up in the TARDIS. Uh, okay, it's not really a TARDIS, it's an Oldsmobile. I don't want to start this relationship off on a lie. Uh, but I put a Doctor Who sticker on the back of her car. and so. Uh, but she doesn't know about it, so if you could just not tell her that, that'd be, uh, that'd be swell. That'd be a secret. Um, so I don't make a lot of money, because I will do sit around the house and play video games and read comic books. So we could go to Taco Bell. Cause, and I heard they had this thing where you get 12 tacos for like 10 or something and I think that'd be really really fun so um if things if that's good with you uh, I'd like to definitely um definitely see you again sometime outside of the speed dating it'd be a lot of fun I don't even know why I'm here I mean the girl signed me up my husband's been dead for about 20 years he um he died under some suspicious circumstances but you know I figured what the hell girl signed me up they said I need to get out of the house more I gotta stop watching my stories um you know, but I do a lot of mail order stuff. I buy a lot of stuff, like you know, lye and um, and uh, and shovels. And um, I have a lot of holes in the backyard. I just get bored, so I start digging, and then I have to find things to fill it with. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Mo. Uh, my my full name is Maurice Lester Johnson. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you're having a good day. Um, uh, just, uh, wanted to give this a shot here. Um, say, now that I have, uh, somebody sitting in front of me that I can talk to, I was just wondering, um, what are your thoughts on zip ties and chloroform? That's something you're into, maybe? Uh, perhaps? This is the Ron Pertie Show. The Ron Pertie Show. All right, everybody, we're back, and uh, I'm here. This is like the third or fourth time you've been on the program in one form or another, Terry. You need to get you a gold blazer now or something or, or put you in a Hall of Fame. Uh, everybody, Terry Moore. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks for having me here. Hey, I'm anytime. You're always welcome. Always welcome. I have a very short list of revolving door. Uh, people can use the revolving door, and you're on that list. So Nice. Thank uh, you. Now, before we get into the new Strangers in Paradise... Uh, which I literally just read. I waited until <laughs> I waited until this just so I could I could have it fresh in my brain. Um, mm. And but we'll get into that in a second. But I want to talk really uh, briefly about Motor Girl. A couple of okay. qu- couple of things I, I wanted to know off the top of my head. And if people, if you haven't read Motor Girl, we're probably I'm probably going to spoil it for you. Go out and get the tr- there's a hardcover that's available. Is it still available through the website? I. Now that's a tricky question. I don't know. The you mean you talking about the the? I don't know. The one that you you're only doing a thousand question. of. Yeah, yeah, that's a robbing question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, we went through a, um, a half of them like in the day one, but uh, I don't know. Go check the website and see. There you There's go. There's actually a place on our website where you can go and order the new omnibus, and then. If you pre-order uh, this special edition from us, uh, you get all kinds of perks and stuff like that. And um, you know, well, I like to make that special edition of, of the series when I wrap it up. It's kind of a thank you to the to the people that have supported me and um, like to have something on their bookshelf. You know, a book, you know, a forever book. 
Yeah, I just picked up the uh, the new sketch collection, which is very very cool. Now, is that omnibus or the? I guess you could call it that because it's two different. It's two trades, right? Uh, is that going to be only available through you, or is that at some point going to be available through Diamond? Oh, it is a Diamond book as well. Okay. There's there is our normal routine is to have a hardcover and a soft cover uh, come out through Diamond for re- and printing of that hardcover. Um, that's our plan, and then the soft covers are perennial. Um, so there's a there's a, going to be a hard cover to choose from. It's only ten dollars more than the soft cover, and then for another ten dollars over that is, you know, the Abstract Studio one where you get a print and stuff like that. Um, and they all three have different covers, so you can tell them apart just by looking at them from across the room. Well, there you go, fantastic. That's just more for my buddy yeah, Bob to buy from you. That's how we do it. Because he uh, he we kind of did the same. He swears by you. So. We did the we did the same thing on uh, Strangers in Paradise and Echo and Rachel Rising, and it was just fun. And uh, people like to have you know be able to choose which one they want. Oh yeah, definitely it makes it makes it uh, very collectible. Uh, now, when it when it comes to Motor Girl, uh, when you set out to do this series, did you have an ending in mind? Yes. Because it's, I knew, it, I, 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 because when when I when I first heard that oh, the last issue is coming out in a couple of months, I was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> well, the game plan was to plan it as a ten issue series, and and if something wonderful happened and it just kind of took off and became really popular, uh, we we could go on. I had more story in my head, but it was devised to be this uh, one particular summer in her life where, you know, she has this big past and everything comes to a head in this one uh, summer. And we capture that in the 10-issue story. Now, is there anything perhaps on the horizon for a sequel? Yes. Uh, I kind of, you know, it, the ending implies that, uh, you know, of course, she goes on, and uh, but um, she does take a little token uh, of her... her mental friend with right. her and i have a feeling that he he will always be there for her when she needs him so um you know she's a pretty brave person which means that at some point she's going to stand up for somebody and there you go now we have action again <laughs> hey and, and that there's nothing wrong with that i was yeah. uh i was a big fan of rachel as you as you know um but i uh, motor girl for some reason i don't know what it was just really kind of resonated with me and I, I i love that book and i tell everybody who hasn't read it to read it uh if you don't have the cash to pick up the big collection the trades are available right yeah i can read it all free there you go it's a it's a it's a fantastic uh it's a fantastic book. You need to check it out. Now let's get into the meat of the matter here, sir. Let's let's talk about uh, Strangers in Paradise. Uh, at, now, the first one ended on a, I guess you could say a, a kind of a happy note in a way. Um, now, does that mean that this one is going to end on a horribly destructive and heartbreaking note? <laughs> that would be a dirty trick. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't think you want to get. Uh... A, a big, you know, reunion thing going, uh, just so you can blow up the room. Um, now that was not in my head. Um, your mind went to a dark place there, Ron. Um, I think, I think that my whole motivation 
for writing the sequel. Or it's not even a sequel, it's just uh, more of it. Um, I was looking at people like uh, the Sherlock Holmes and all the Agatha Christie books with her ongoing characters, and, you know, she didn't stop at uh, the first Perot book. She wrote more, and the, and the guy didn't stop with the first Sherlock Holmes book. He wrote more of them. So when the character of a lifetime, you you tend to, you know, they always stay with you, and that Kachu is definitely my character of a lifetime. Uh, I was lucky to come up with that. And um, then you invest yourself so much in them that they're a part of you. becomes part of your self-definition. Oh, I'm the guy who created Kachu. Or, you know, Charles Schultz was the guy who created Snoopy and Peanuts. So, I mean, that's your thing. Uh, I just couldn't walk away. And I left myself an open door to come back, which was an unfinished detail in the story. Um, so they're coming back to clean up an unfinished detail. And really, that's all you need is motivation for a writer is just some reason something left undone something has to be done and um, so I left that de that door open and uh, here we are it's time to clean up the mess that somebody left in the first uh, series well all I gotta say is if you haven't read the first issue pick it up um, and uh, I love how you just you know within the first few pages automatic destruction of property you know <laughs> it's just like yeah why not uh -huh. Kick a big hole in the wall. I think uh, I was, you know, I think about uh, bands that try to get back together and then you see them on TV and they're just awful because <laughs> they're still trying to do what they did before, but now they're like 85 years old. Uh, so I didn't want to, uh, somebody to open up the new Strangers in Paradise and it's the girls sitting in a rent house arguing on the couch. <laughs> And I think some people expected that, you know, like, oh, they will find them shopping and talk, talking about boys. Um, and I really, in my mind, Strangers in Paradise was never like that. Um, so I wanted to be sure that uh, if the, the story reflects the current times we live in, um, people have changed, society's changed, um, you know, I think the risks are higher now for uh, some some characters. So I, I really enjoyed coming up with um, the new storyline. It was a a fresh breath of fresh air for me because I really didn't want you know my my, uh, my epic story of Strangers in Paradise to become like Seinfeld, something that's dated and very eighties and nineties. You know. Oh, it really um, is. Yeah, it's hard to go back and look at things from the nineties. Uh, they're they're very. It's like watching people in in bell bottoms or you know uh, Laura Ashley dresses or something so I wanted to be sure to I, I'm loving this chance to update uh, and keep my series uh, my favorite series current well that's what you're, that's that's good that's, that's not many people get a chance to do things like that I think uh, was mm -hmm. it Matt Wagner brought mage back is it Matt Wagner yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I think he, so, but I haven't read it, so I'm not. I can't speak as to how well he's updated it. But uh, it's good to see when somebody can bring back something that they love and not have it be a, uh, you know, a bad thing. Not, not just a cash grab. You know what I mean? Because so many people do that. And it's good to see that there's love for, uh, 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 for for content and property and so forth and and all that kind of thing. Uh, now, how long is this? Is this going to be an well, ongoing? Uh, oh, I, I have to. I say nothing I 
have ever done has ended up being a cash grab. There's no cash. There's very little cash involved. So everything is a labor of love. So uh, my which is good to see. Which is good to see. Yeah. Because you don't see it enough. Um, now is this gonna, is this series going to go on for ex- as long as the first one did, or is there a, a definite endpoint to this? No, you know, times have changed. Uh, comic shops. I don't think a comic shop wants a 300 issue indie series. Um, so I, I've planned on 10 issues. It's just something I want to do during 2018 because 2018 is the 25th anniversary of Strangers in Paradise. So this is kind of like we've been planning this for two years to come back and have this series going on during our anniversary year. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's just plotted like Motor Girl was to be 10 issues. If, you know, a miracle happened and uh, it proved to be a lot of readers that were making uh, store number orders go up, then I could keep going. You know, I could write Kachu for the rest of my life with no problem whatsoever. But I'm, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking to make a good story and uh, get in and get out in 10 issues if I have to and, and uh, be happy that I had the opportunity. There you go. Now, now you're one of the few uh, writers that I'm uh, I know of that it has can, that can really write a strong female character. Uh, what do you think is attributes to that? I, I don't know. I guess it's um, I'm, I think I am female centric in in my what I've paid attention to my whole life in terms of um, well. In, in terms of um, looking at what people have to go through, other people besides me, and because I was raised in a house of women, um, where you know my dad was working all the time, absentee father, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I I just kind of had always was aware of what the women were going through, um, and I think it shaped me into who I am today. You know, I had a, a my sister was my best friend, my mother was a good mother. So, I you know I I've never been perfect. I've, I've made you know I've made mistakes, and I've never won an argument with a woman. I've lost every argument I've ever had with a woman. Same here. Uh, and, and so you know I'm writing about it because I'm not writing about women because I'm the woman whisperer. I'm just as befuddled as everybody else by the, this mysterious creature that we all adore and share the planet with, and uh, I'm just amazed. So I write about uh, women because it's, uh, in, in general, I, I guess I just have to say I love the topic. I, I really have a lot of empathy for what they have to go through walking on a planet full of predators. Yeah, we are. A, I, I, I hate to say it, but we are a bunch of predators. It's true. Uh, I, I think some of well, us are you still... Don't read about... Yeah, some of us are still, are still, are still uh, learning how to grunt. Yeah, I you know you don't really read about uh, women attacking men, <clears throat> women attacking men nonstop or women serial killers or you know women gunning down five hundred people. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty obvious who's who. But um, there are a lot of good men out there, and um, the women are looking for them. And there's my story. There you go. Now uh, let's go back a little bit more. What was the first? Your first introduction into into comic books, not what got you into into you know creating, but what was the first comic? Do you remember what the first comic you read was that kind of like turned you onto the whole genre? 
<clears throat> I think the first thing I remember reading was uh, Sugar and Spike and Dennis the Menace. And I was a little bitty kid. And both of them just kind of showed me a fun, a fun way to live. You could be goofy and make little adventures out of nothing, like Sugar and Spike. Or you could be like Dennis the Menace and, you know, roam the neighborhood and be precocious and have fun that way. Or once in a while he would take a trip, like to Washington, D.C. And I just, it showed me a fun way to live. And then just a few years later, I'm reading Spider-Man. And they're showing me this, you know, young teenager who can suddenly climb the walls of his bedroom and how fun is that? So it was just the imagination of it all, you know, like finding really great movies that spark your imagination. Um, but you had to get into the story. And so I got it from a very early age. I think I was reading comic books in first grade as soon as I learned to read, as soon as I learned to read. Yeah, see, I my I remember my first issue was an uh, an X Men issue. Uh, God, right before the uh, giant push to print nine million copies of a comic uh, back in the nineties. Oh well, how old were you? I was like thirteen, fourteen, and I went well, to. Well, you kind of waited a long time to read your first comic book. I did. I went to like the, this little tiny uh, bookstore, and he had a, a rack like a newsstand full of comics. Um, and I was just kind of looking around. I remember the first issue was an X-Men book and that got me hooked on the X-Men. And then, uh, the second one was Deathlock, which I was just like, wow, he's like half man, half whatever this is. And, uh, and then at that point, I mean, I really got into the X-Men and like X-Factor and stuff like that. So that was, I didn't have any kind of exposure to Spider-Man growing up or anything like that. I remember watching the Hulk TV show as a little kid and uh he scared the living hell out of me uh and when i act and then I, I when i actually met lou ferrigno at uh, i think it was wizard world a few years uh, a few years ago I, I shook his hand and it was kind of like that scene in king of the hill when hank shakes george w bush's hand i don't know if you're familiar yeah, yeah but yeah that's exactly what so I'll, I'll let i'll let people figure that out for themselves i'm not going to get any more into that but uh uh let's get into a couple of listener questions here um, I have this one. Is there, are, are you planning on doing any special poster art for the new series? Well, yeah, there is a, an iconic drawing, uh, from 1992 or 93, and it was used to promote the first issue. And I'm using it as my little icon on the cover of abstract studio icon 2018 for the anniversary year i've changed it from the triangle to this image uh, so it looks like the old-fashioned days where image comics would have a little you know piece of art over there in the top left of the corner of the cover oh, right yeah yeah so i'm doing that with this little graphic that used to be a poster back then and we'll release it this year as a print as well and a t-shirt um so yeah very excited about that it's awesome. fun it's very I've posted it online. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, they can see it. Well, the person who asked that question uh, doesn't ha even have a Facebook, so I don't think they have an Instagram, so I'm going to have to dig for it and send it to them. Um, <laughs> next question is, uh, now obviously you're not going to want to give any spoilers away, but is there any hope for Casey's return? Uh, you know what? Uh, Casey is is out there running around and putting her nose in everybody's business. I'm sure that she will find a way to 
check on what we're doing. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Casey and Tammy kind of ended up as really close friends. Really, really, really close. Um, and when you read Echo, you see Tammy and Casey together in Echo. So, yeah. Um, Daisy's part of the family. She's the core group. It wouldn't be Strangers in Paradise without her. Well, there you go. All right, now that actually leads into the next question. Uh, will there be crossover cameos with Echo, Rachel Rising, and or Motor Girl, kind of like uh, them passing in the in an airport or something like that? Uh, you know, just kind of like fan service. They're looking for fan service, this person, apparently. <laughs> can you give us any hints? Well, uh, yeah, I can tell you that, you know, everybody knows it's all one Terryverse. Um, so all these people could run in, into each other. And I like the idea that Everything I've done before is really just <clears throat> was really just setting this story up. So, uh, I these are these are my this is my cast. Every every series I've done is my cast. So, I really want to you know use them and put them all together for fun. Well, I can't wait to see who shows up. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Strangers in Paradise, absolutely. That's gonna be this is gonna be great. Uh, and this is a, a joke question, but I figured I'd ask because I'm sure you'll get a you'll get a, a, a chuckle out of it. Um, is David gonna be back? Maybe as a Jedi Force ghost. <laughs> okay, yeah, you got me to chuckle. Um, you mean is David sitting on a rock somewhere, meditating his way into the story? Yeah, is um, is David gonna end up being in another movie that just isn't really that great? <laughs> uh, you know, my version would be David would be in a Starbucks far, far away, meditating his way into the Houston story. Um, you know, in my world, uh, if a character dies, they stay dead. Consequences are real. So, you know, I I don't know. We probably shouldn't even answer that question a lot. Uh, we'll, that's going to be a spoiler for somebody who hasn't read Strangers in Paradise. Um, so uh, you may have to delete all this. But um, it's been it's been I, a long time. They can they, if they haven't read it by now. They should know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah have, let's go ahead and tell them what happened to Bobby Ewing then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I I do love the story behind that Bobby Ewing thing. How it was all just a big soap commercial, and they just like paused for like ten seconds, and then like he's you know if you watch the, the actual clip, it's like he's like and and you'll have a good morning too if you use zest. <laughs> uh, well, see, that's why you shouldn't accidentally shoot things you don't mean to have on air. Exactly. Um, sorry, I forgot what the question. All about David was, coming but, back, and I, and, I, and I think what you're trying to say is, uh, you're in your universe, dead is dead. Uh, you should write for Valiant because they're the same way, um, which I, I appreciate so much. I hate all this. Oh, this person's coming back, and this person's coming back. Uh, now, I'm not pointing and whistling at any comic book companies, Marvel, but um, uh, I just kind of. Uh, I pr I appreciate that because it this shows that there's consequences to things that happen and and David will be in our hearts. Yes, he's in our hearts, and but you know my stories do have a spiritual side to them, like, kind of like a spiritual. I mean, um, like there is some sort of next world, um, and there's actually a character, the Angel of Death, in my cast. That she showed 
every series except for Echo. Um, so, you know, there is there are gateways in my world. There is more than just you know, three D. And people mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. You got that. And plus, people <laughs> people do dream, and you dream of people who have passed. So. Well, that's that's true, and uh, you know, I always wanted to. My basic rule is I want to write stories that happen in Einstein's universe, um, where theoretically these things are plausible, and there's you know cause and effect. Um, I don't have a flying character who flies for no freaking reason whatsoever. That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so then somebody may shout out okay well echo is all bs well no at least i made up a lot of faux science to kind of explain it there you go uh, um it's sort of kind of possible you know like like cloning nfl stadiums i mean it's easy to clone a sheep you try to clone an nfl stadium with a little you know petri dish and see how you do um so anyway i, just, I, just, I like having a little set of rules and um because there is you know my usual three-dimensional and and the plausibility of four-dimensional and all that. I like to kind of skirt around with that stuff in my stories. Well, there you go. That's fantastic. And now when does issue uh, two come out? As soon as I finish it. <laughs> I really am drawing it. It's on the drawing table right now. People think I'm months ahead, like I was organized. Uh, but no, I, I'm still drawing it. And uh, I think it's scheduled for March 7th. I think is on the calendar here that I'm looking at in the office. So we're kind of looking at more of like a, 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 a every other month for the books. No, this it's we did deliberately the the time between issue one and issue two is eight month is eight weeks on purpose uh, to get make sure everybody got issue one and give retailers a chance to see issue one before they had to order issue. So that we're trying to prevent the that awful, awful syndrome of they order a million copies of issue one and ten copies of issue two. Um, you know, there's a terrible drop in sales for the second, third issue. And if you start off low on issue one, then the orders on issue two and three can actually just tank the entire company and kill the book. And you know, it's um, it's a very high wire, risky gambling game. So. Between one and two, we we did the um, Billy Tucci trick with she of um, let it, let people see one before they have to order two. Uh, but from then on, from two to ten, it will be six weeks, and there'll be you know one right on top of the other. Bam, bam, bam. Fantastic! That's awesome, and and I like that you're you're approaching this intelligently. Uh, the story's great. And uh, I, I love having you on every time, and I will I will see you at C2E2, sir. I'm going to come up, and I'm going to shake your damn hand, and I'm going to have you sign my motor girl. Oh, that's good, because I have a blessed hand and a damned hand, so I'll have to be sure to hand you the damn hand. Exactly, because I want to walk, um, around, I wanna walk uh, around C2E2 just, like, molting. And just be like, Terry Moore <laughs> killed me! What happened to your hand, man? Oh, I touched his damn hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, I look forward to meeting you at last. We've done a couple of shows together, and I've always enjoyed it. So I hope you have a... Good time at C2E2. I look forward to seeing you there. Oh, Thank yeah, you definitely. for uh, letting me come on the show. Oh, no problem. Everybody go pick up Strangers in Paradise. Issue 1 is available right now at your local nerdery. I feel safe saying that because I hang out in one. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, thank you very much again, Terry, and we'll be right back. This is the Ron Pertee Show. The Ron Pertee Show. 
Well, how do Miss Pete from Pete's Shootatorium? Since we had that big sale and made all sorts of money, I'm able to open a side business. Are you still a proud waver of the Confederate flag? Do you find your sister incredibly attractive and find yourself frequently touching her lawn at night? Are you also a big fan of cars going left at really high speeds? Do you also hate the fact that races are getting mixed like pudding? Then come on down to Hate Nate where we'll keep the white on for you. Highway 12 Strip Mall in Toa.
Alright, I hope you enjoyed the Terry Moore interview. That was a lot of fun. He's a he's a very sweet guy. And I, I feel I feel like I may have hurt his soul by having him talk to me. It's kinda weird. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Ron Partee show here on RadioNope.com. Uh hope you're hope you're enjoying the inaugural broadcast. I'm having fun doing it. Um, if you are interested, you can head over to greetingsfromron.com for all the links to my Facebook, my Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, there's even a link. If you're so inclined to become a patron or just to just donate, you know, because I got stuff that needs purchasing for the show. Uh, also, if you have a question, a comment, or a query and you... Would like the chance to possibly be on the program, you can call the voicemail line at 262-236-5592. That's 262-236-5592. And you just might make it on the air. You never know. I make no promises. But all that information is over at uh, greetingsfromron.com. You can check that out. Uh, Again, and I know this makes me sound like a, a broken record. Uh, which my friends at Longshot Vinyl would not like to hear that somebody has a broken record. Um, but I want to thank everybody at Radio Nope. They've been so inviting and so warm, and it's been like a, a big family, and they let the the uh, big dumb idiot in to do his show here, and uh, I'm very, very thankful for them. Uh, I'm not going to use the word blessed, unless... Certain people on this website have magical powers. But I don't know. That's that's between them and their uh, owl uh, and so forth, I guess. But uh, I, I was reading, and apparently Jim Carrey, that bastion of intelligence and reasonable thought, is urging people to delete their Facebook and dump their stock. Delete their Facebook and dump their stock. I'm repeating this like I'm the great Karnak uh, from from Carson, but uh, uh, I mean that's that's just ridiculous because I I take my life advice from a guy who dated an anti-vaxer. That's uh, not something, yeah. You know, and, and I'm I'm reading more about this whole. Uh, uh, SpaceX with the Falcon Heavy rocket, and uh, I mean, maybe maybe we can just go to another planet now, and we can leave him behind, or or we could say only the most important people on Earth get to try it, and then convince him that he's only on the ship because he's so important, but then send him to fucking Pluto because that's not a planet and he's not a president. Just saying. And then maybe he can buy all the stock that people have dumped because Jim Carrey told them to. I just don't get how celebrities get involved in this shit. I really, I mean, you were great in Man on the Moon. I loved it. And it, I... Just make that live-action Fire Marshal Bill movie that is like 25 years overdue that no one will go see, and then you'll realize that you're kind of a waste and you don't belong anymore. I'm just so happy 
just so happy. It's fantastic stuff. Really is. Don't forget over on Twitter at RealRomPertie to let me know uh, what you're t- thinking about right now. Interact with me here at the show while I'm on the air and while I'm, I'm burping because I had to rush and finish my dinner because I was running late. Um, I uh, I miss being live. I really did. I used to do it for a long time. I was over on certain websites with video uh, capabilities and uh, I ended up leaving because they allowed a guy to rape a 16-year-old girl on camera and didn't do anything about it. Not a goddamn thing. So that was that was good, right? Yeah. I just don't I don't get people. I really don't. Uh, what are you gonna do? You just kind of, you kind of deal, right? You move on. But, uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? All right, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with more here on the Ron Perti Show, only on RadioNope.com. He wore a bad toupee and a spray tan So high now, hoping that I land On a tight stick, moving through Thailand On the radio, heard a plane hijack Government did that, like they cook crack I'm moving the world of conspiracies Obey no rules, I'm doing me Smoke kush, transport to the airport Customs not a join in my passport Full cash and I gave what he asked for God damn it, it's a motherfucking miracle Small bride made it back into America Hit Uber and maneuvered out the area Rhyme animal, pitbull terrier Rap terrorist, terrorized, teared up Brought gas in the matches to flare it up Militant Michael, Michael, psycho On any ally or rival Born black that's dead on arrival My job is to fight for survival In spite of these all lives matter as wifeo This is spiritual warfare that you have been dealing with This is not a fight that you have been dealing with flesh and blood But this is a fight against principalities And evildoers And unclean spirits RTJ3 motherfuckers. Gray man did it die face down in the Vietnam muscle, I cannot style on you. I didn't walk uphill both ways to the booth and back and I'll wild on you. You think baby Jesus killed Hitler just so I'd whisper? And you safe and sound and he's quick tap your phone and I have a file on you. Huh. But me worry now, buddy, I've lost before, so what? You don't care, I'm dirt, motherfucker, I can't be crushed. Fuckers, open the books up and stop bullshitting the kid. My dick got a mission to star, I'm on par with the best ever took the gig I'm a super cap with dot dot in the dust, no bottle to touch I got firm clutch on a grip in a box, I might go fly the tank, take a ride to the bank Got a son of Rick Rubin, Russia, full thrust, don't flash free shit to the Shark Tank judge Talk real good cause it's smart and stuff, we a good crew to fuck with, better love I told y'all something, I told y'all something, I told y'all RTJ point Then I told you again on RTJ two. and you
Everybody, you're listening to the Ron Partee Show here on RadioNope.com, the only place to check it out live. Otherwise, you have to check it out at GreetingsFromRon.com afterwards, or on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, um, the anything podcast thing. I got nothing. I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, yeah, it's a little. Yeah, wherever finer podcasts are stolen, you can find the replay of this uh, and put it in your RSS feed. Um, so I'm going through here looking for, for news stories, important, hard-hitting things to talk about because I know the world needs my opinion on everything. That's why I have a radio show, because the world needs to know what I think at any given moment during the day. And I'm at the CNN website. Bling. I'm at the CNN website, and I come down, I'm scrolling, okay, Vice President, uh, uh, ex-Vice President uh, uh, Biden, Uncle Joe, is talking to Chris Cuomo about Trump. And I really want to watch it because I know Joe doesn't bullshit and it's going to be awesome. And I'm scrolling through for stuff to just talk about now 
because we live in the now. We're all dogs. We all live in the now. We don't care about the future, about the past. It's all now, now, now. And I see that Kylie Jenner has revealed her baby's name. Oh my God, you guys and gals. Can you believe it? Kylie Jenner revealed her baby's name. Why should I give a fuck? What is going to compel me to care about this reality star's child's name? It's probably going to be all vowels or all consonants or maybe a symbol because they want to be hip. They want to be cool. Whatever happened to just having your kid and living your life and keeping the child out of the camera shot. No, no. Uh-uh. No, can't do that. Give birth on the first. Maybe they should have shoved that. Never mind. I was going to. You know what? Fuck it. Maybe they should have put the baby in the groundhog hole and had her raise the groundhog instead. But for those who that, that do give a shit, uh, her, her daughter's name is Stormy. Stormy, huh? Huh? Daniels? No. Is that the middle name? No. But it's not Stormy with a Y. It's Stormy with an I. Yay. That's, I mean, and then, and then you post a picture of your child on Instagram. It's, okay. Now, if you're a regular person and you post a picture of your child on Instagram, I can... I can understand. You're proud. You're happy. It's like, I got a kid, and I'm, I'm, I think they're adorable. I think they're great. But if you're a celebrity, that's kind of like putting up a giant billboard that says, Hey, everybody, look, I've got future ransom fodder. And then your kid's going to end up looking like Frank Sinatra Jr. I do want to acknowledge real quick here. I had mentioned earlier about long shot vinyl. And if you are in the Racine area or Kenosha, they do a lot of pop-up shops. Uh, check them out. Find them on Facebook. They're pretty, pretty goddamn awesome. Uh, I, I've gotten some cool records from them and they go out of their way. If you, if they like you, that's how I got some cool stuff. But they got to like you. They, if they don't like you, then they're kind of like, eh. What does it say? 10 bucks? No, it's actually 35. Because I don't like your face. But I think all record stores are like that. I'm not sure. But uh, I checked out the Cloverfield Paradox after the Super Bowl. I actually didn't watch the Super Bowl because I didn't give a, give a good goddamn... Uh, but, uh, uh, I did tune in for the solo trailer, which I, it was a crappy teaser. And then when I watched the actual trailer the day, the next day, I just kind of like, wow, if a trailer after a teaser could make me want to see a movie less, this was it. It's dark, it's muddy, it's brooding, and I just don't care. I don't. And uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to care. 
I don't get it. Um, but then there was the trailer for the Paradox, the Cloverfield Paradox, and I watched that, and that uh, that was quite shocking. I know there were talks about the film coming out, and then all of a sudden, hey, let's just drop it right after the Super Bowl, uh, which is fine because I wasn't in Philadelphia to vandalize. You know, because that's what you're supposed to do when you win. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm going to destroy cars and commit felonies. Yay. I don't get people. And I mean, I getting back to not getting people, I'll, I'll have to watch solo. I'll have to. I know I will. Just for you guys, so I can rant about it, and I can say how bad it is. Because I hate it when people are like, I've never seen that movie, but I know it's garbage. You've you've never seen it, but it's garbage. Alright, you skinny, tie-wearing, Chris Hardwick-looking fuck. People like that need to have their heads caved in with a giant mallet. And I'm not condoning violence on stupid people because you would never be able to live your life. There'd be too many stupid people to beat up. It's just the way it is. But on a happy note, if you're in southeastern Wisconsin on February 9th at 5 o'clock, you can head to the Buzz in Kenosha for the Longshot Vinyl Pop-Up Shop. They'll have everything you want. And if you bring a record to play, I think you get half off a drink. Something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but you definitely need to check them out. They've gotten uh, some really cool stuff. Uh, stay away from the jazz section or I will hunt you down and uh, uh, possibly do damage to your person. Just just a, a heads up. Yeah, half, half off your first tap beer. Which makes me wonder how much this tap beer is. That's got to be some really, really expensive tap beer. If it's <laughs> Bring a record to play. Go out of your way to bring a piece of vinyl to this place. And you get half off your first tap beer. That seems worth it. But I love Jada and Jeff, I do. Never been in the buzz, though, so I can't say if I love them or not. Um, but uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a quick break because while I'm sitting here pontificating and using my giant vocabulary. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, not really. Uh, I'm going to play something that I got from them that is amazing. Um it's uh, just great. Just great. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you because it's just kind of, it kind of gives away how awesome it is. But, uh, God, I'm fucking rambling. I really am. I don't know why. I was sitting, be- before the show, I'm sitting here walking up and down the hallway freaking out. Like, oh my God, this has got to be great. This has got to be fantastic. I've been talking about this show for a month. What the hell am I going to do? You know, and now I'm here, and I'm just kind of not exactly sure what to what to do with this. But here I am. You know, here I am doing my thing, and you're doing your thing by listening to the Ron Pertie show 
only on RadioAnope.com. It was a beautiful day And the sun was shining high Not a cloud up above It was a good day to die And I got my chores done I got the horses fed I took a swim in the pond Just to clear out my head Mm, It was a good day to die It was a good day to die Lord knows I gave it my hardest try But it's a good day to die It was a beautiful day And now the moon is shining bright I got my boots on It's a good day to die Oh, it was a good day to die It was a good day to die And it'll all be good by and by it is a good day to die oh, It was a good day to die Oh, it's a good day to die And it'll all be good by and by mm, It's a good day to die
gossip dirt Whisper to the nodding head Thrilled you fell apart Instead of them But they will Cause any hope or love can be killed If you need a different face It's definite time to destroy this You listen to the Ron Perti Show here on RadioNope.com. That's one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands. I know I haven't been talking too much about the tracks tonight, um, and I apologize. I just assumed that we were all hip, and we were all cool, and we all knew who was rocking out, right? Am I right? Am I wrong? Are we cool? You holding? Anyway, uh, that was Brand New Love by Sebado, and I'm sure somewhere DJ from Body Futures and If I Had a Hi-Fi heard that. His Sebado warning alarm went off and he just proceeded to rock out because uh that song especially live i saw them at the cactus club in milwaukee uh which is kind of weird because it's such a small place for such a big band like that and i'm not complaining because it's the only time i ever saw them live but uh i would have perhaps liked to see them in a bigger venue you know but uh what are you gonna do i mean it's just kind of you just kind of hang out and do your thing i suppose um, and, uh, I'm just still kind of reeling, um, over this, this, this communist-like march that he's gonna have our military do. It's kind of messed up. You know, when I saw, uh, the Dow was down, I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen to my Bitcoin? And my steam. Whatever shall I do with this cryptocurrency? I know. Maybe get some cash. 
Cash spends way easier than Bitcoin. I don't know. I mean, I'm always down to try and make a few bucks and see what happens, but... Anybody watch the Justin Timberlake performance at the halftime show? Did you watch that atrocity in purple? Just because you're in Minnesota doesn't mean you have to pay tribute to Prince. I have it on some kind of authority that he didn't like you very much. Mainly because you tried stealing his sexy. You don't want to do that. You don't want to fuck with the... uh, I exalted purple one. Uh, This is some breaking news from 20 minutes ago. Unless my news meter here is just completely off. Uh, At least two have been killed. 150 missing after a Quake Rocks Taiwan tourist area. Yay for good news, right? I just want one day I can go on the internet and I can see a news headline that says everything is fine, we're all okay, nothing bad is going to happen. I just want to see it once right before the meteor hits. Just once. I love my Twitter, I do, and I love my my social media, and I got... Really excited when Christopher Maloney from Happy and uh, uh, Law and Order SVU, when he liked one of my tweets, I was like, oh my God. And then I realized I had become one of them. One of those people that live and die by whether or not they got a retweet from someone who's just a person. You know, the Guardian put out an article that says that news is bad for you and giving up reading it will make you happy. I wish I didn't have a show where I have to be on the air for two hours a week. I have to be up to date with what's going on and I have to torture myself. Yay, torture. It's good times. Uh, Don't forget you can head over to greetingsfromron.com for all Ron Pertie show information. If if you ever forget how to get to radionope.com to get into the chat room, there's a a link to click there. That'll take you right over to the website, uh, and you can interact in the chat with all these lovely, lovely people. Um, And you can also um, find all my social media links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, don't get me started on YouTube because I may my head may just like pull a scanners and blow the fuck right up. You know, first they tell you, well, your video is not eligible for uh, a sponsorship because there's questionable content, and then all of a sudden, well, you haven't had X amount of hours and such and such with the subscribers, so we're gonna take away your partnership. So you can't make that two cents on a video. Well, that's unfortunate because I was making so much money from YouTube. It's sickening. It's mainly sickening because I wasn't making any money from YouTube. That's all besides the point. 
And I really think filmmakers, because I'm still doing that, no matter how much I fight with myself and say I'm not a filmmaker anymore, I still I still have people like my friend Mike, who is up my ass to make another movie, and uh, I, I feel that filmmakers in general should just kind of go on Vimeo On Demand. Quit putting your stuff up on YouTube for free, kids. Making a short film is difficult, and you need to you need to have something to show for it. And I'm sure my rants and raves are probably driving people away, but that's just the way I see the world. It's the way I uh, it's the way I look at it. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know. You're listening because you want to hear what I have to say, and I have opinions on a lot of bullshit. An awful lot of bullshit. But I appreciate everybody who stuck around all this time. And I want to thank Terry Moore for being on the program. Uh, next week, Mark Russell, who wrote God is oh, Disappointed in You. Uh, it was It's a book with some uh, sketches and so forth in it. It's kind of like a retelling of the Bible. But it's it's like the Bible for dummies, in a way. Uh, he did the Flintstone book. But the reason I had him on or I'm having him on, uh, is we're going to talk about Exit Stage Left, the Snagglepuss Chronicles, which is a new book from DC, part of the whole Hanna-Barbera thing where they talk. And it's basically Snagglepuss as a gay Southern playwright. Yeah, I know. Duh. Set in like 1953, and the House Committee is coming after him. So it's a lot of uh, satire dark satire and uh, McCarthyism and that's something to be proud of being from Wisconsin right gang people are like oh you guys gotta be so upset about Jeffrey Dahmer and Ed Gein no it's McCarthy McCarthy is the one that we're ashamed of but uh, I do I do think about serial killers now and again I kind of think I think that if if they were more prevalent today, if we didn't have like the, the Big Brother eye watching everything we do, uh, they would be rock stars and they would be on uh, reality TV shows. If if Ed Gein was around right now, he would probably be on Project Runway. You know, and and, and Dahmer, Dahmer would be on Chopped. Yeah, well. You have some lettuce, some tomato paste, and a foot. Clock starts 30 minutes. And I and I tend to believe that serial killers from Wisconsin are part of a Native American tribe of some sort because they use all of their victim. But that's just me thinking out loud. Kind of makes my brain hurt. <sighs> But what are you going to do, right? You just have to move along. Just kind of have to do your thing. And once again, I want to thank everybody at RadioNope.com for being so welcoming, so inviting. Again, next week we're going to have Mark Russell on. Uh, It's going to be a good time. Uh, Check greetingsfromron.com for all the information. If you want to donate to the show, there's a donate button. If you want to become a monthly patron, Go over there and click that link. Head over to Patreon.com, and there's all sorts of cool things. There's this new app they have where you can, I can like take snapshots and you can see what I'm doing. 
I don't know how many people want to see me talking into a microphone right now, but that's okay. If you do, if that's your thing, if that's what you're into, if you have a fetish watching fat blonde guys talking to a microphone about bullshit, I'm your boy. I'm the guy you turn to when it comes to that kind of happy horse shit. So is everybody good? Are we good? I think I think we are. I mean, I think we kind of done what we can in a way, haven't we? I think so. So we're going to play a couple of songs here, and that's going to lead us out for the week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You all make my heart feel good, and I appreciate that. So don't forget to head over to greetingsfromron.com. Next week, Mark Russell will be on. Hit me up on all the social media. We can talk about things. And don't forget to head on over to greetingsfromron.com, and uh, you can leave a voicemail if I can find my own damn website here because I don't remember the number. Uh, Yeah, you can leave a voicemail that will probably be on the show, maybe, at 262-236-5592. That's 262-236-5592. I thank you all. I love you all, and I will leave you with this final, final note. Do you ever think that Jesus faked his own death for the insurance money? We'll see you next week. Thanks for for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out the podcast, which will be at greetingsfromron.com. We'll see you next week.
like the rings on a pimp I live life like the captain of a sinking ship The one thing that I can guarantee I'm like a stepping race I suggest you stay fair with me Been paying dues for a decade plus Before that I was just another face on the bus Tapping my foot to the beat on the radio Dreaming about the mic and the money and the ladies Oh mom, I promise I'm gonna be large Someday I'ma stop trying to borrow your car Gonna go far with charisma and skill Until they put my face on a million dollar bill Atmosphere, it's just a ten letter word Discretion is the name of my cement feathered bird And if you didn't hear, then fuck whatever's heard I think you got the sickness, I suggest you get it cured Caught up in the mix of a bottle full of fix I'ma hobble down the street till I reach Knob Creek It's not that I don't like you, I just don't wanna speak You fucking freak, now keep your days out my week The world keeps a balance through mathematics Defined by whatever you've added and subtracted I'm pushing on the hammer to trigger the brain Embrace how I live God loves ugly Once upon a time in Minneapolis Yo I damn near had to steal the show I stepped on the stage, who is it? My name's Slug, I've come to kill a couple minutes And what's up with the way that everybody gathers around each other So they can steal each other's sound If it's all about getting down with the get down How long I gotta wait for these fools to sit down Appears more clear in its simplest form Nobody sees tears when you're standing in the storm Abandoning the norm and handling the harvest Measuring the worth by the depth of the hardship I welcome all the hatred you could aim at my name I held onto the sacred ways of to play the game When the soldiers started running short on rations I began tapping the egg to spark the hatch And make it happen and take this captain to the gallows I keep steering us into an area that's shallow Talking to my shadow, he advised me not to worry Said I should plant my tree and let it rise out of the fury So give me some light, a little love and some liquid I'ma creep through the night and put a plug in the spigot And when the water grows and the dam starts to overflow I float atop the flood holding on to my ugly Melted ice cream Or be the deer that's caught in my high beams I'm rolling with the lights on Scared stiff Reality is just too much to bear with Paranoid, walking around, careless No wonder you're in love with your therapist Go to sleep, my little time bomb